This is the talk of Music City Real Estate. Welcome back to another episode of the Talk of Music City Real Estate. Where we educate and motivate all things real estate. My name is Monty Moore with Realty One Group Music City. Hey, and I'm Carrie Ann with CMG Financial and My Mortgage Team. Every week we'll be posting a new ch- episode of Chalk Full of Nashville Real Estate Value. Yes, and you can follow along and subscribe at talkmusiccity.com. Got a question for us? Ask away at questions at talkmusiccity.com. That's questions at talkmusiccity.com. Monty. Carrie Ann, Jason Hoover. Yes. Welcome back. I am pissed. <laughs> I mean, that's not a good way maybe to start the show off, but I am sorry, but I am pissed. Shazam! I mean, yeah, here, here's the deal, guys. I mean, seriously, a few hours ago, somebody was referred to me because they're, they were telling their relative a situation that was so wrong that even the consumer knew, well, this can't be right. They wanted to look at a house in Hendersonville, and the agent that they called, the listing agent they called, said, well, you have to put an offer on that house before I can show it to you. An offer? What? An offer on the house before they could even show Are look at me? the house. And, they, and, the, and the lady said, well, what if I don't like the house? And she goes, well, you don't worry about that. You can get your money back and everything. It's like, no way. You know, that's a stinking game that just, it breaks my heart because, you know, you know, I'm fighting for our future. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm fighting for the integrity of our reputation and it breaks my heart. It's why, you know, I, I said what I did because the, I mean, at the incompetency level of, ah, Is makes me want to scream. Was that legit? It was, it was absolutely legit. And, and I don't want to mention any names of any companies, but it's a, it's somebody who's got billboards all over the place. Their agent is not anyways, just not being trained apparently to say something like that. I know what the game is. The game is if you want to look at this house bad enough, you'll make an offer on it. And then I've got a, a buyer agreement signed and, my God, goodness! If that's how you're, tr- you know, getting your business is tricking people into getting oh, signatures, I mean, good. it breaks my heart. But anyhow, yeah. before we get into our topic today, which is going to be Jason Hoover, winning the offer, winning the offer, winning the offer—that's a relevant topic. Yeah, yeah. If there ever was win. one. Yeah, for especially right now. Let's you're talk, right. Let's talk about our sponsor. But before we do that, yes, Music City Removal—they are the number one junk removal service in Nashville from residential, commercial, and construction. They're experts in ridding you of junk. Their costs include labor, dumping fees without any hidden or added expenses. Whether you need a full clean out or just one item removed, they have you covered. The Music City Removal Team knows the importance of respect and trust while in someone else's home. They understand the inconvenience of junk left behind by previous homeowners and tenants and are determined to provide an affordable and customer-focused junk removal service that puts you first. For a free on-site estimate, just go to musiccityremoval.com. That's musiccityremoval.com. Yes, Music City Removal, because clutter ain't cute. It ain't cute, and it ain't cute to what that what sometimes people are doing with our reputation, Jason. I mean, there is a lot of things going on out there. And, you know, as brokers, you know, we get a lot uh, of these phone calls. And I tell you, it, it makes me scratch my head uh, quite often. I'm going to eventually start looking like Jim, you know, with no hair. <laughs> 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 Is that oh. what happened, Jim? <laughs> I just don't Sorry, understand. Brother, you know, even hey, we love legit. you, though. You know that. I'm used to it. <laughs> we love you, brother. Even though that was legit, was it legit? Like, is, can can I just make up my own rules? No. That's totally unethical. Oh, I mean, it's wrong. Goodness, it's absolutely wrong. Like, that's and, just craziness. And, and unfortunately, you know, 
I don't know that the agent he was you know even knew because I don't know that this company is really doing a good job training people by any stretch. You know, because I know what they pay their folks less than you know less than twenty percent of the commission. So what kind of well, not know. that that's the issue. The issue is some intelligent behavior on the other side of that phone, which is representing us. See, here's the deal, Jason Hoover. If you drop the ball, guess who else dropped the ball? I mm-hmm. did. Not because we're connected by a business, but we're connected by this umbrella called right. the real estate industry. You drop the ball, I drop the ball. Because why? Because we're all under this thing called the real estate industry. Sure. Your termite company does your mid your uh, midtown your your title company, your uh, home inspector, whatever you're recommending in yeah. that experience or whatever your experience is. The reason why people are avoiding when the, some some people avoid working with a real estate professional. Or agent, I should say. They're, they're, yeah, as, as Jason and I know, there's a difference between being an agent and being a real estate professional. Is because of those kind of rumors, those kind of uh, experiences, uh, those those kind of uh, happenings out there that are are all but professional. Mm. Right. And, and on um, our uh, company chat, you know, we heard two instances. Two. Wow. Two. Two separate instances right. this past this past week. weekend. Yeah. And, and, and this is, you know, this is don't be that agent, but it's it's kind of playing in. We'll get into Absolutely. the win and the offer, but Absolutely. two times that, uh, you know, these listings, there's you know far and few between, right? So you have uh, they're stacking showings on top of each other. Well, fifteen minute showings. Yeah, but you'll have multiple agents, you know, like at eleven o'clock hour, eight o'clock hour that will go through. Well. Two different times, an agent locked the door. No, got there ahead of early ahead of time. Locked the door, hang on to the key, and wouldn't let them in. You know, is that- now now okay? Yeah, that's an insult insult to the agent. But the agent's clients are standing right there. Sure. So, what impression is that giving them? Guess who got another black eye under that umbrella I was talking exactly. about? It hurts our reputation as an industry. Mm. Right. So you do double showing, so I could see it with another family. You have basically. to. You have to right it, now. Yeah, right now. Oh, you have so to. many. Last time we did, we had seventy-five showings on the first Saturday. Mm-hmm. No. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You have to, and you have to cooperate. And come on, we're in this boat together. Right. That's what I loved about our the responses of our agents on GroupMe is that's what they were saying. Look, right. we're in this. This is uncomfortable here. Okay, yeah. we're all squeezed into here. I, nobody likes this, but let's work together. Come right. on. Yeah, I love the camaraderie that we have yeah. in that. Yeah, no, that's that. Well, so that's let's really let, good. let's talk about the uh, the challenges. How do you yeah? How do you yeah. win this? How do you win this environment? You know, Jason, you're up front. You've got a front row seat having one of the top producers in our company. Um, um, as your wife and, and partner in, in this, this business, and you're getting to see it from a broker standpoint right there mm-hmm. of what's going on. So let's talk about this. This is a great topic, a very yep. relevant topic. topic. Well, and it, it's uh, it's no secret that uh, this is not just um, a Nashville thing. This is a, uh, yeah, it's you know, a, it's a national, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know if it's an issue, uh, maybe an issue that there's hardly any listings out there. It's any Inventory's inventory. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but you have to make the most out of it. And, you know, one thing is worrying me is that these houses are going for so much over asking mm-hmm. price. And it and doesn't matter what price point, whether no, you're at two, three, five, nine million and a half, two and a half million. I was like, right. Shocked over, yeah, it, overly shocked. Um, I was, um, uh, reading one that they lost the offer at a hundred thousand over. Mm. I mean, it's, it's, so what's going to happen when things, you know, settle down, but you know, uh, How that, can you outbeat desperation? Right. I mean, well, the, you know, part of the challenges we know is people are coming from town, out of town, with different dollars. Sure. They're pricing the local community out of out of the marketplace. 
they're, they've got glasses on that were in California or wherever. And so when they're looking at a three bedroom, two bath, mm-hmm. that's 2,300 square feet with a two car garage, that's um, not in the, you know, in a rough area or whatever. And if we have those kind of things anymore, um, and they're not concerned about the, you know, overpaying for it because it's so much better, cheaper deal than what they came from. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, these offers, it's nothing to just, you, you already have to prep your buyers. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're, you know, it's going to be a multiple offer situation. You know, that's, uh, you know, that's welcome just here. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it, so I would definitely always state is that, you know, in order to win the offer, it starts having by you having a, uh, an educational discussion with your clients, you know, at, at the first. And, you know, that education is, is explaining the market. And uh, if they're data driven, you can get on real tracks and pull some reporting, which is fantastic and show them, you know, hey, this isn't just me talking. This isn't just reading right. an article. Right. These are real hard numbers. Right. And it, it shows, I mean, a, a steep decline in listings in inventory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, in inventory. Mm-hmm. And, you know, showing some proof, but, you know, at least having that conversation that, uh, uh, you know, how, you know, how motivated are you? To, right. And you're setting the proper expectations, right? Thank you. Because yes, the situation absolutely. is, you know, as much as you and I want this house, you know, right. we need to prepare that our heart could be broken. Yeah. I mean, and how do you do that? I mean, I hate to walk into that, but we have to be prepared, yeah. right? Um, we're not going to go into shark tank unless we're going to get the bid, right? We're going to make sure we're setting ourselves up for success. Well, and so let's, let's uh, look at one, you know, to that point, let's look at, uh, the one question that we all get, what should we offer? Mm, what should we offer? Yeah. And then, you know, they always tell you, well, let's just try closing cost. Mm. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> right. But that's, I, I, I'd have a hard time keeping a straight face right now. On, I know. And it's so topic. hard though, yeah, but how, is. but I think for me, I'm like, they're not going to take your offer. So yeah. when you're working with all of these other people, you know, I had this slam dunk, perfect situation and it was actually a manufactured home and I, I am the queen of those, so I can do those easily. Is that, but a, is that a, a title you really want to trailer? I help anybody and everybody. <laughs> I, I help anybody and everybody. Yes, totally. How about, how about single wife? Somebody <laughs> wrote a country song and make millions on it. I am working it. Listen, but She's wearing I crossed every know. I crossed every check, uh, every box, and um, I did something. But it was perfect. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, and she had the money to pay her own closing costs. Like I set it up perfectly, yeah. and she convinced the agent to write an offer asking no. the seller to pay closing cost. And this I offered a. On a manufactured home, I offered a 12-day close, da, 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 da. and then she went in Dang. with that, and guess what? We mm. were outbid by another because mm. of, of asking closing I, I thought, you know, I, I really appreciate uh, my my business partner, Blake Johnson, because this on the way here today, we were talking about some folks that he was working with, and um, he went all the way to Mont Eagle to show a house today, and I think that's part of the you know direction we're heading also, is we have to be okay we about are. going out of town, yeah. you know, he went all the way to Mont Eagle. But my point is that people, uh, the, his client was saying, well, you know, I want as good as a deal as I can get here. I don't want to overpay because it looks like the comps are, and he had straight up said, look, do you want to find a deal or do you want to buy, buy a house? Mm-hmm. Because I don't think you can do both right. right now. You can't, unless you're, again, willing to go way in the heck out. And maybe they haven't heard about the, you know, the market yeah. today or something. You'll, but I think, again, it goes back to managing those expectations 
and I think it's important to have a hard con uh, conversation on the front end. Do you want to get a deal or do you want to buy a house? If you want to buy a house, this is what we're experiencing. And this is one of the reasons why on our huddle calls on Monday morning, we have the benefit of the community to share some of these experiences mm -hmm. so that because we as real estate professionals sometimes find ourselves just in our world as far as looking at what we're dealing with. And we know we put a great offer on the table. But until we heard somebody else share from the listing side what kind of offers they received, it really helps take the lid off your thinking of, my gosh, I thought offering $5,000 over was a big deal. I thought, you know, offering to pay title insurance was a big deal. I thought offering to leave them, you know, let them vacate for, and three days later was a big deal. All those things have been stretched mm -hmm. beyond anything I've ever seen in my 37 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, I never, I'd heard one of those as well that offered 100000 more on a $1.2 million home and didn't get it. Yeah. $100,000 more. Yeah. Now, that's, those aren't local dollars. I, got, I just don't believe that they were local dollars. Sure. I think they're dollars coming from another area that is saying, hey, I don't care what they're going for. It's still a great deal. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, let's just kind of talk about some of these parts of uh, submitting an offer and, and what okay. what we can talk about on mm -hmm. as far as with our clients. Um, and the yeah. important role that a great lender yeah, plays. Absolutely. In, in well, and I love what um, Ellis, he coached a class the other day, and I love his, his script when it says, now, will this be a cash offer? Mm -hmm. Would you like recommendations on mortgage financing, right? right? So depending upon if it's a cash offer or if it's mortgage, if it is mortgage, I think it is so, so, so important that they take it seriously. Mm -hmm. We can't judge a book by its cover. Does not matter what car they're driving. Does not matter that they told you that they made a million dollars last year. That that just all sounds great, right? And when you really open up the book, the rest of the story is something completely different. And so mm -hmm. when that's a Wednesday and you're like, oh, I'm good, I'm gonna be fine, I'm gonna be totally fine. And then you call us up on a Saturday at noon, right? And we need to get this person pre-approved. Right. And then I start asking more questions and those more questions lead to hmm something doesn't seem right and then I can't issue that letter and this is all a truthful situation can't issue that letter and now possibly you're going to have to write something without a letter right or then all of us and I'm not even comfortable giving a pre-qualification at that point uh, because I know too much that so it's not even adding up so you're so preparing right if Saturday's the day that you're going to show them a house you know Wednesday or earlier you know and how do you and I would want to ask you guys this so if you have a very strong headed buyer, there's a few of us in the room that are probably those people that um, are, contr are controllers, sure. right? So you're trying to control a controller. It's very difficult. So how do you control a controller and basically say, hey, so if you need financing, this is the steps that you have to follow. Mm -hmm. Like what, how do you I, th people I, th up? I think one I think way to do important. it is what I did recently with some folks that I, but I had, I had the benefit of having worked with them in the past years ago. I said, Julie, are you guys in the mindset right now that you need to lose a couple of opportunities before you listen to your tour guide, or are you good for me to go ahead and be honest with you? Okay? And I think that's the hard part because, you know, when you, I think most of us as human beings, when somebody pulls up in that Mercedes mm -hmm. and they're wearing that whatever, you know, and carrying that whatever purse you ladies have that are, we don't, I don't even know, it's, it's a language I don't understand, you know. <laughs> Uh, as far as recognizing a great whatever you know i'm just saying you're you're re seeing that and so you're you're making some assumptions there right. and and of course the guys you know a lot of times 
when we're driving something like that, we maybe have an ego along with that or whatever. How does how do you get into that person's? I think the, one of the best ways is simply being honest and saying, "Look, I I really believe you're you're qualified for this. Unfortunately, we're going into a marketplace that they may not have that kind of confidence in you. They're not going to know you. They're, this is just another offer on the table, and we've got to make it as strong as possible. You know, earlier today, Carrie and I was uh, talking to to a guy that was referred to me that. Um, he he was working with Lending Tree, and he, he they approved him. And then I found out he doesn't have a job. He doesn't have a job here. Mm-hmm. He's moving from California. Doesn't have a job here. And and he he was resistant on having your people talk with him. I said, look, we can do that, but you're getting the cart before the horse because she'd already fallen fallen in love with the house. Okay. And um, and I said, look, we can do this, but well, I've got to be honest with you. The likelihood of you getting a, a deal accepted. And to the finish line is really, really remote if you're not working with a local lender because let's let's pretend like that other agent on that other on the other side of the transaction is somebody with some history behind them and, and that they they know the value of dealing with a local agent or, or lender versus an online lender who has no local accountability. Let's assume that. And we get there and and your wife is crazy about it. You you say this is cool, my car fits in the garage, everything's awesome. And then, you know, they're, they're saying, okay, well, we, we didn't know this before, but now you've got three hours before all offers are in. Because a lot of that's happening out here. Mm-hmm. You know, their agents are putting the home on the market one day and saying, okay, you got till tomorrow noon to, to get your offers in. And they haven't gone to the exercise of making sure that the lender, local lender, or any lender had an opportunity to do an actual pre-approval. Do you think you're for a second you're going to get that house? And that's what I finally had to tell him today. You guys don't have a chance of getting accepted if you don't have a, a solid approval letter by a local lender. And I just think it starts with, you know, managing those expectations. I think in today's world, you're better off with your feet up on the desk reading a book than chasing after somebody who has not gotten uh, the confidence in you yet that, that they're, they're, they're doing that, that they're getting actually an approval letter. With a local lender, not somebody made up in somewhere else that doesn't have any local accountability. Yeah, and then we take that the next step, and we, with permission, you know, you say, Carrie, and go ahead and call. We then call, you know, the listing agent and sell that offer for financing and sell our reputation and sell that we close loans as quickly as we do. A guarantee. Mm -hmm. There's one thing where you can have a local lender with a big bank, you know, even yep. though they're national, but they have a local branch here, that does not mean that they're not using corporate's underwriting process. You know, the, the whole meme of, um, I hear it's still in underwriting or something. I'm yeah. like, I don't even know what that means. It's right? in line. Oh, they're it's in, in line. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. in line for underwriting, yeah. right? I, I, when I heard that last time, I thought, oh, the hell are you using somebody that all you only, only persuasion you have is to be in line? Yeah. I mean, that's See, an empowering lender, feeling. That she, must make your she, client feel really super. Uh, my, we're in line. My lender likes to use fast pass. It's like Disney yeah. World over there. She uses the fast pass too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, I like that is that. super, example. that yeah. is super, super important, right? Um, I just spoke to a client who called, who's, who was supposed to close last Friday with another lender. And I'm luckily the one that a lot of people call to fix the problems. I'm like, I'm thinking I'm going to go with mortgage magic maker. I don't know. Like mortgage the, magic something magic. with the, the, mortgage the, the magic. Yeah, that's too hard to say. Yeah. Mortgage, mortgage, mortgage magic. That's maker. the whole point. It's supposed to get your tongue tied. But, um, I was talking to him and I said, sir, we're in a situation and I need to be very straightforward with you. He's like, you're the only one who has been mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
again, they're trying to put a square peg in a round hole. It's not going to happen. I said, let's back up for two seconds. Let's educate where if you're trying to do this, you can't have that. I don't know what they're trying to do. And they keep extending the contract, but it's never going to happen. I said, our only option is to do this. Are you open to doing that? Because if you are, I'll go sell it and I'll make it happen in eight days for you. But if this is not even what you think is comfortable for you, then we need to probably let the seller know that they need to go find another buyer, you know, kind of thing. But why are we not being upfront? Why are we trying to like, and then you as a listing agent here, we need an extension. Well, nobody's telling the truth. It's all smoke and mirrors. Right. Mm And, um, that is frustrating for, for me when you say about bad reputations, there's people in the lending world. Now, again, I'm very much employed because of that. So I guess that's okay that they're like that. Cause let me, let me say it then, Carrie. Let me say it. There's, there's a philosophy in, in, in that industry as well is that if you get enough people on the top of the funnel, there'll be enough to come through the end of the funnel that you can live on. And I'm sorry, but that's real in my experience, okay? That's why I'm so damn cynical when it comes to mortgage that you got to use a local professional like CMG, Carrie Ann at CMG. And I'm sorry, you didn't ask for that, Carrie Ann, but, but that's my reality is because I've seen too many times, oh, yeah, we can make that happen. Oh, yeah, we can make that not a problem. And they get everybody on the line there to get all these dominoes in place, and that person never was qualified to start with. But also, sometimes we... It's positive now. is going to um, defend her industry. Yeah, but sometimes <laughs> I make it look really easy. There are some loans that are easy. And then there's some loans that are really difficult. So giving the lender enough time to give you a true approval letter, like a legit... Mm-hmm. That's I important. Gotcha, I got gotcha, you. Versus, eh, I'm just going to... Well, what if it doesn't really... Like, that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes you not happy with me, et cetera. You know, if I tell you it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Right. So I would probably challenge the lender to know that that letter is not even pre... What does a pre-approval really mean? I mean... If you ask every lender, there's probably a different definition. My definition is on board, like I'm guaranteeing it. It's close enough to approval. Approval to me is an underwriter has actually verified what you know, you've provided for me. So it's that extra layer. But a pre-approval for another lender could possibly be a pre-qualification. Right. So you're at that point, you're, you're just playing words, you know, who wrote the letter, you know, type of thing. So be That's really why the local specific. Means something. And to yeah. me, I don't know if you, if we told you this now, but not long ago, Blake won a, um, VA <laughs> offer. I love with that. CMG over a cash offer that was very similar in amount. I saw that on Facebook. A VA offer. Mm-hmm. I, I did not know that actually happened, and I saw that on Facebook after, and so I called my office. I was like, what's happening here? <laughs> what did we promise? I was just making sure. No, that's one that, well, that yeah, that, actually that's the same one that he was doing in 10 days. Yeah, so like he promised that. a 10-day VA close, sure. Um, <laughs> but again, what we want to do But we is won make, against a cash deal. You did, and, and I will help you do that no matter what. And I'm actually surprisingly sometimes saying, well, do you want to move it up? Would you like, do you know about our fast track option? Would you be interested in learning more about that? I mean, it's free. It's just using our talents to be able to get you the finish line because so you can outbid, you know, um, a um, a cash offer. So let's talk about your government buyers. A lot of listing agents say, I don't want to do government because of blank. Mm-hmm. A, they don't understand it, number right. one. That's, an, that's B, the most common They think one. that the appraisal is going to come in lower. Um, they think that there's going to be repair requests, right? So you and I are, if we should similar to trying to win any offer, take real estate out of it. You take all the concerns, Mm -hmm. you write them down and you have answers and solutions to all of them 
on day one, right? So our approach to the seller is you may question about this, but here's my answer to that. You may question this, but here's my, if you come in with having all that knowledge in the upfront, why would anybody question you at seven o'clock looking at all the offers, right? Mm -hmm. You presented them with, and then you have a very talented lender call Mm -hmm. And say the same thing over again, right? Why would we not, you know, maybe possibly, except if it's dollar. At that point, you're playing dollar for dollar, right? Mm-hmm. As in, I put 10000 over, this over, et cetera. And some buyers don't just simply don't have the money, right? I, I don't know if you know this or not, but one of the, the main reason why he won that deal was because your name was attached to it. Oh. That's just true. Well, that's, that's just true. I mean, My mom and dad he, would be proud. Because, <laughs> because that was a, a real estate professional who recognized the value of a strong local lender who had their shit together. Oh, well, that's that's great. And again, it goes back to, you know, talking the talk and walking the walk as in words and actions have to come together, right? And that's super important. Um, you'll find that we're not just going to say we close eight-day closings. You know, we do it. Do we want to do every one of those on eight-day closings? No, no so. right, because it's we a do, lot. I hate, we make to, it look, I hate to see you lose all that beautiful oh, blonde yeah. hair. <laughs> I'm going to wigs. It's really fun. <laughs> I, I got your next marketing thing. It's the fast pass closing. Oh, my fast gosh. Fast closing. I like that. I, I like it. this. So, so, so Jason, have you seen any other things new that we can add to their, our, uh, our, our folks that are watching as far as any other new ideas that you have seen lately. I yeah, mean, I we mean, know we've talked about ribbon before, but even yeah. ribbon's getting priced out of the market in some cases now. Well, you know, so let, let's talk about some of that. Uh, first, first point on there, it's, you, you always want to ask the agent what's most important to sure. uh, their clients. Other than price. Yeah, outside of price, what's most important to them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then you, you meet that, mm-hmm. right? You've got to make the, the deal yeah. as sweet as possible. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, obviously after they've already talked to a lender, got the pre-approval in hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you maybe that, want to exceed that because there's either other people maybe making that same call. Correct. Um, so the first point on on there is the um, you know what's what is your offer price, and uh, one of the things that we uh, we share with our clients is you know because they're always asking what should we offer. Mm-hmm. Well, in a multiple offer situation, you don't know. You, I mean, you, right. you're playing cards at this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. So what the way we tell them is it's like hey you know if you love the house and this is the house for you. Mm-hmm. What is your cutoff point that you say, if I don't win it at this price, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I can go to bed. Mm-hmm. But if, if you're at, if you tell me, let's use numbers, uh, you know, fictitious numbers, say uh, the house is 325 and you're saying, you know what, if I don't win it at 350,000, mm-hmm. I'm good. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it to me. Mm-hmm. But if you say, I want to put in 350 and you are going to be upset that you lost it uh, for not offering more. Well, I could have offered another five thousand, six. Mm-hmm. What if I offered another ten thousand? Mm-hmm. Then maybe we need to offer more on mm-hmm. it because mm-hmm. we don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. If, if it becomes the personal, uh, it comes so personal to you as that house. The uh, the worth of that house is how bad you want it. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the shifted numbers, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say initially you were comfortable putting fifteen percent down, mm-hmm. but you want to put more. Mm-hmm. Right. And maybe the house, we have to always assume that the house could possibly appraise or not. Right. Because people are throwing cash out there right. and it's helping the comps, but it also, depending upon if those comps get so where an appraiser actually uh-huh. can see it, you know, mm-hmm. so we're struggling a little bit with that. Mm-hmm. But you could lower your, your, you can increase your loan to value. Mm-hmm. So put less money down. 
right? right? And we can talk about really creative ways to um, get around the mortgage insurance if you're concerned about that. There's an EPMI option. There's a finance option, which is really popular now where you finance a mortgage insurance over 30 years, so it doesn't really affect it as much. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you have that extra cash to play with to be more competitive out there right. you know, in, in the marketplace. Okay, so we're talking diff- about... Diff- difference over appraisal. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Well, we're talking about you know shifting numbers mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, it does Getting make it creative. more... Yeah, and being super creative, pausing and taking that puzzle, breaking mm-hmm. it apart mm-hmm. again and trying to put it together a different way. Right. Now that's if you have a little bit of money to play with, right? If you are working with minimal money, mm-hmm. you know, USDA swears on a two-day turn time. I've never seen USDA on a two-day turn time mm, wow. because nobody's using USDA sure, currently. Sure, that's what's nobody's right. accepting it because it's THDA. Right. I mean, yeah. literally, um, you know, and THDA's got a you know great 100% program, but it covers the down payment. It doesn't cover closing costs. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're working now sometimes with that program because they had their down payment, mm-hmm. but you and I can't go get closing costs. So now I'm taking that first-time home buyer that possibly would normally put three and a half percent down. Mm-hmm. I'm taking them a hundred percent and using that three and a half towards their closing costs. So we're talking about shifting and being really super creative. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the gentleman today that I spoke about, you know, he was going USDA. Okay, so then I immediately said, well, who is paying closing costs? Well, sadly, he said, the seller. I was surprised on that, right? Which means I said, so are you telling me you're putting zero into the transaction? He says, yes. I said, do you have any money saved? Because the best option I can do to fix this is to do this now, but I can cover your closing costs. So now we're back to your goal, right? Um, If we make it that way. So it's all about somebody being... It's just, you have to slow down to speed up. You have Mm -hmm. to be, you have to really be creative and it's all legal. It's just taking the time to know your products with the lender, know the ultimate goal. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I say, what does the seller want to net? Your comp is this, your commission's this, right? So we back into the net versus Mm -hmm. how much does that seller want to net? It doesn't matter if the price is this, if the commission's that and Mm -hmm. you know, all of that works out. So sometimes we back into it um, and we still get to what the seller, you know, wants. But the hard part with all that is there's so much coming at them. They don't know how to focus on that this offer. and, And maybe you guys can relay being listing agents. How do you decide, you know, and what's legal or ethical? on the decision, you know, when it comes to all of this coming at you, how do you focus and organize it all? It would be a lot, I would think. Well, we have a spreadsheet that's really helpful, you know, where we list all the items as far as, you know, the price and the the agent and the, you know, all the details, the closing date, any closing costs, who's paying title, what what are they asking besides, are they asking for home warranty? All those things are on a spreadsheet. The last one I looked at, we had 12 offers on the property. And so it was pretty quick with that to see the top three. And that's what I present to them. You know, I I tell them, look, you can see all of these if you want to, or we can, you can trust me to digest it down to the top three, and then we can go over those. And I'll be honest with you from my perspective, which I think is probably the stronger one of the two, or the strongest one. And it may not be the highest price. I mean, we try to always coach our clients that we may not be accepting the highest one, which kind of tweaks them out to start with, because all they thought about was, how high can I sell my home for? Mm-hmm. Right. Not the most but if likely. it doesn't close, you know, yeah, I exactly. had a cash offer on a deal just recently. Cash met all the expectations or whatever you call them. Contingencies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Everything's done. I'm just sitting, waiting, waiting, waiting. And oh, a day before, I don't want to buy it anymore. Really? Yeah. 
the day before. No, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter if yeah. it's cash sometimes. When they, and this is the second time this has happened to me, so possibly it could be me. No, no. <laughs> but, um, I had to ask myself when I got divorced the second time, okay, I, what, I, the common denominator is me in this situation. Maybe so, that. So what is but literally, it about me? It's, it's that they're not buying it. And I'm so mad and I'm like, that's the law. You know, I mean, you know, you should buy it. Like, that's the right thing to yeah. do. If it, yeah. things are going to happen, yeah. right, all yeah. across the board, so yeah. whether they're financing or as cash, it's not a done deal, is what I'm saying. So let's talk about some of the things that people are doing, the try, uh, trying to uh, sweeten the pot. You know, one is they're waiving appraisal and covering the gap. Right. Uh, some people, like you said, don't have the the money to cover the right. gap, yeah. and so you can limit that amount that they'll cover the gap. Uh, so those are a couple of different things uh, that people are doing. I've uh, seen. I'll pay five over appraisal. Five thousand over appraisal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I've seen twenty five over appraisal. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they at least put a stop on it. Sure, that's how much we got to control cash on hand. Mm-hmm. They want I also saw some on Inman this morning about searching for properties under your price point, knowing you're going to have to go up. Yeah, I thought that was a that's different a good, mindset. Yeah. You know? Because you're going to have to go up, and if you don't have the ability to go up to where you really want to be, then let's start your 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 search into into reality because you're going to have to go up from there. Oh, that's smart. I saw you know love notes, and I saw um, you know free was it a year's worth of free dinners or something. I mean, some some yeah. people are doing some goofy things, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, rent backs and different things. Because you're right. What I love what you said. Figure out the problem of the seller. What does the sellers need? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and possibly they need six months. Right. You know, so they need to live in that house, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. somebody, some of these buyers don't have the six months, yeah. and somebody else would. So it'd be a better, you know, scenario. So being creative is key. What else have you seen? Uh, inspections. So you know, one of the uh, discussions: uh, should we waive inspection? I'm like, no. I would unless you know what you're doing. And you're you can eyeball and see things. I do not suggest that unless you get underneath the house. You right? Yeah, I just would not do that. Now, one thing that you can do that a lot of people are doing now is a pass fail inspection mm-hmm. contingency. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's saying, "Hey, I'm not going to ask for anything. I'm just going to look and make sure that this uh, house okay. is solid." Mm-hmm. And I will say, "Yes, I'll take it as is," or "No, I'm backing out of the deal." So now you're going to say, "Hey, it's an FHA or, or a government type of loan. What happens if the appraiser at that point reference those things? We can call our friends over a punch list, like we talked about before, mm-hmm. and then they will do all the repair work to meet the FHA mm-hmm. standards, and then they'll just charge you the time of close. Boom. Your um, buyer can pay for that. Uh, you, as the agent, can help cover that, or you can talk with the lender. Right. Yeah, so those are perfect. some th- organized um, things that you can get around. But why not already? reference that right right, on day one because they're going to say if they're smart listing agents they're going to say well what if Mm -hmm. this comes up on the appraisal you know on a government loan i think one thing that a listing agent should consider doing in today's world is going ahead and getting a full-blown inspection on the property so that you can expedite things and avoid those because if if they if you do accept one with an inspection because it's such a great offer then 10 days later they say, no, I don't want it because I see, found this in the inspection or they found it at their house or whatever the situation might ha- have happened. And now you've lost that momentum. Mm-hmm. So what we had done, done on that house in Concord Hunt recently is we went ahead and got a full-blown inspection and we gave them, you know, we gave them the inspection, make a decision on this or we're going to choose them. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to find somebody who's willing to do that. So I think that's a, a thought anyhow. Uh, and, and make sure you have as much other due diligence available for them as far as you know, neighborhoods, you know, standards and so forth, you know, so they can make their decision with enough data. But I think it helps. 
I don't want to, I mean, we're putting our own home on the market here soon because I'm, I believe this is probably the best time to sell ever, and I hate, to, I hate moving. Uh, and we just refinanced with our mate, uh, with CMG, <laughs> got a great rate, and here we are selling now. But I believe we're at the top personally, and I'm going to take advantage of that. Um, but uh, are well, you buying I, an RV? I'm buying an RV. It's <laughs> <laughs> going on the road. Guys. Hey, let me tell you, I almost was thinking about the RV when my two doors down sold their house in two days for a crazy amount of money. Yeah. And I was like, well, maybe I'll be selling too, but I'm right with you. I'm like, Aubrey's age, there's, where are we going to live in an RV? Like, what's happening yeah, exactly. here? Because there's well, no place for us to go, yeah. you know? We're going to have to go into a rental, and I hate that idea, and I don't like the convenience because we love living in Brent Mead. I just love lo- that location because it's so perfect for us. But at this point in my life, I can't turn down the opportunity to maximize an opportunity. Oh, absolutely. That yeah. makes sense. But, you know, but you're going to be that seller. This is the difference, well, right? I'm going to be that seller. You yeah. can damn well bet on it. <laughs> yeah. And Connie said, well, I'm not paying somebody 3%. <laughs> I, said, I said, Connie Sue, <laughs> we, we have an obligation to stand up to, you know, when it comes to expectations, I think, you know, but... Um, but anyway, so it's going to be an interesting time to be on that side of the, of the coin. Yeah, it is. It's, it's difficult, but you're going to be able to see, and I know just like when I'm a seller, I'm like, I want to know the lender, mm-hmm. you know, and, and here's the deal. I knew the lender. Here's the deal. I made a, <laughs> I made that lender have a commitment within three days. Yeah. Here's the deal. I had it all done. And oh, by the way, three days before closing, here comes the denial letter. I mean, just like what X? I mean, yeah. you, you do all your yeah. due diligence. So all you can do is continue and you're going to have those what-ups. Maybe have mm-hmm. me not ever be the one buying or selling real estate. Yeah. Maybe your transactions well, will work smoother. Yeah, and l- let me give a quick plug for the prior presentation or, or uh, podcast that we did. It, it starts with, again, with this is tough. We've been talking about, Jason, mm-hmm. you know, mental toughness. Right. It, it, I think it really, you go look up our last podcast with Lauren Weibert. 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 Um, What's up? Lauren Weibert, I'm sorry, and uh, and 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 consider doing something to toughen your your mindset up mm-hmm. because where it used to be, you know, might you might had to you know make you know work with ten buyers to make a you know a six figure income that year. You might have to work with thirty buyers this year. I don't know. I don't know what it's gonna what it's gonna turn out to be. But my point is, let's start where it matters. That's between our ears, and let's keep our minds open, like you're saying, Jason, as far as thinking out of the box. And, and be ready always for use yes. There you go. The love best you. lender in town. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we, we, you know, but also be have your clients be prepared because that discouragement just can break their heart oh, to a place can. where they just like the balloon just you know mm-hmm. deflated you know and they don't aren't encouraged to keep going and it's so hard to see it's heartbreaking you know yeah. uh, to see to see that but if you are you know wanting to be creative on your offers you know and use professionals that uh, get the job done my team and I would always be honored for the opportunity to help you guys so thank you so much for joining us today we can't wait to have you come back next week you've been listening to the talk of Music City Real Estate <laughs> <laughs>